Give me my check. Put some respect on my check. <laughs> so good. So good. Except I don't know how I feel about Beyonce and trap music. All I, right, hold it. Okay. <laughs> okay, so... Welcome to a new episode of People Have Color. I am your host, Corinne Mills, and today my guest is Dawn. No last name. I don't want people knowing my government. Okay, there you go. There you have it. Dawn, I've known you a long time. Mm-hmm. Pretty long. Pretty damn long. <laughs> as long as I've known anyone, pretty much. Uh, tell the people who you are. Um, hi, everyone. It is a very nice and balmy Sunday afternoon in Brooklyn, and my name is Dawn, and I am, oh, let's see, let me go through my identity. Since it is Pride Weekend, <laughs> yes, <clears throat> I am a biracial Latina from Brooklyn, cisgender, heterosexual, my preferred gender pronouns are she and her, and I am a clinical social worker in New York. Uh, yeah, that's me. I'm yeah. 38. You know, people like to give their age. I never ask for it, but everybody keeps offering it. I feel like it's part of my identity a little bit because I look like I'm 22. Yes. With some grays, but I'm 38. <laughs> so not you to like toot, to claim it? Not to toot my own horn or anything. I see. No, no, I see. I, I see that very clearly. You like to claim it because... I don't, I don't look what people think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because you know that's part of your pride that's right <laughs> hello happy pride everyone <laughs> uh thank you for being here Don, and sharing your beautiful lovely voice with me oh thank you this afternoon this pride weekend afternoon mm-hmm. we're recording on pride sunday it is pride sunday in I new york the parade is today um, i believe the big parade is today okay it's the culmination mm-hmm. of pride month yeah today i guess the month Um, continues but today is the big parade even though next week is still june yeah next week's still june but i guess okay or this week rather yeah all right well whatever (laughs) have fun y'all be safe out there there. (laughs) Uh, i'm psyched about pride this year and this was not on our agenda to discuss today but i just like i'm deep in my appreciation for gay culture Mm -hmm. this year and so pride is extra tender for me this month it's always been i don't know i've always really connected with um gay civil rights Mm -hmm. just as civil rights like it's never it's always felt like basic civil rights if if civil rights is something that matters to you the struggle for it the overcoming or like the victory of it Mm -hmm. i feel that i felt that for um, gay marriage and I feel that in general right. for gay rights mm-hmm. and I think gay rights uh, and just the LGBT movement is rooted in uh, people of color civil rights because let's yeah. be real who the first two people women yeah. were you yeah. know Sylvia Rivera and Marsha Johnson no t- school me please I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> um, two trans women who started the Stonewall riots oh it was two trans women hello school me please hello two trans women of color I'm waiting for that to get referenced on Pose which uh. is my trans history oh educational well, yep. program Marsha P. Johnson um, they she is labeled in wiki as a drag queen which I don't know if that is fully appropriate or correct but mm. she is I think she's the one that threw the brick in the Stonewall uprising wow um, either her or Sylvia Rivera who was Puerto Rican thank you for this this is another reason why I asked you to join me is because you bring facts <laughs> I know some things you know <laughs> quite a few things I go down rabbit holes quite a few details of topics of interest to me mm-hmm. you know That's the right. actual details of sometimes yeah often <laughs> uh, so I appreciate that and I was saying like I'm just really in my feelings about pride this month mm-hmm. because I- I'm in my feelings about culture right now it's mm-hmm. probably related to the heat and the sunshine it gets my, my like my when my vitamin d levels raise 
uh, my ex- son exposure raises, I get more in the spirit of mm-hmm. like ownership over the culture and like right. f- just feeling it and feeling good and thriving inside of it. Right. And I've also been deep in my um, RuPaul's Drag Race binge <laughs> behavior. <laughs> it's been reintroduced to me after just totally abandoning it after season two you did call it the best show on tv it is the best show on tv whether anyone agrees or not Mm -hmm. get on the right side of history (laughs) there's no show that's giving more show got it okay on tv fair it's a reality show competition challenge Mm -hmm. for entertainers Mm -hmm. entertainers who live in struggle there's right. literally no other show giving you that much show per minute. Like, like the density mm-hmm. of show per minute is unmatched. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important to note, the uh, entertainers in struggle. Yes. Because the history of drag is of struggle. Yes. And I'm glad that the show doesn't lose that and make it this flashy thing. Like, yeah, well, it is a flashy thing. I mean, but like but a flashy thing, rich thing. That's what's so dynamic about it is that mm-hmm. it's shout out to pose as well which is a new introduction which i believe exists because of the groundwork that that drag race has laid fair and the way that drag race has impacted the culture and continues to grow in its influence over the culture i think has allowed for the space for pose from my vantage okay Okay. and pose is 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 pushing things as well and is a really like about time about time kind of show right oh you mean brown people voting <coughs> like how it used to be not someone stealing it and making all this money off of it yes. okay <laughs> it's just like i called it my transgender educational program okay uh because it's schooling me okay. about you know i watched i rewatched paris is burning oh i love that movie last weekend and it was better than i always like, it was it was better than i remember it being i think if people were to watch it now they would see how just a classic piece of cinema it is Mm -hmm. and also like an incredible like piece of political documentary very much so just a piece of cultural education that we all need and if you haven't gotten it get it Mm -hmm. right instead of asking people to teach you yeah if you want to learn about the culture you live in and where it came from right and so many references that are relevant Mm -hmm. like this is my interest in culture now i'm gonna get into the idea behind this podcast as well okay which i keep getting into Mm -hmm. uh every time i record as this podcast takes shape i'm i'm trying to explain it to others and to myself okay that it's really about new frames for like what's another way to look at things Mm -hmm. because nothing works nothing's working nothing is working (laughs) so what else is the whole earth out into the trash (laughs) (laughs) what else is possible like how else can we look at things that actually moves us forward? Like, I believe culture is here and the difference between us and beasts, other beasts rather, because we are also beasts, mm-hmm. is our ability for social progress. Right. To continue to add things to our culture and carry cultural things and concepts and, and language and literacy and all of that. Right. So my contribution is to consider how to add to that history of man right Mm -hmm. so in looking at culture i'm always thinking like let's take for let's let's start to take these things as a baseline that we fought for let's stop negotiating all of the things that we fought for and what happens if we do take those as the baseline that Mm -hmm. we are all equal right in its most simplest form what does it actually mean if we're equal and we stop fighting about being equal right oh okay and if you take for granted that we actually are equal and you don't have to continue to prove that to people what does that mean? It, it, it changes the frame and it's problematic mm-hmm. for all types of new reasons that we have to explore if we want to keep moving forward. Anyway, very vague way to say, I believe because we are all, all equal that there are lessons for everybody in, in impactful cultural things, mm-hmm. which is why like there are, there are lessons for everyone in pose. Right. There are lessons for everyone in Paris is burning mm-hmm. about culture and humanity and, and struggle mm-hmm. and, the the will to survive and thrive right and the tenets of the culture mm-hmm. like so much of paris is burning and pose which is pose which is basically like a fictionalized version of paris is burning right so an far. episodic paris is an burning. episodic paris is burning so okay. far like everything in pose is 
a takeoff of lessons learned from Paris is burning okay. so far. We'll see where it goes from here. Okay. So, so much of what's in there is these queens mm-hmm. and uh, transgender people talking about wanting to conform to what it looks like to, to thrive in society, mm-hmm. wanting to be uh, Alexis Carrington from Dynasty. Right. Well, because because that is thriving. Yeah, right. They, they just take it as fact. Like this is the law of what it looks like to be a rich bitch, mm-hmm. and everybody wants to be that. Right, man. That Alexis. I remember that scene. The Alexis Har- Like, yeah, she was gorgeous. That woman. That was yeah. That talking was talking tra- about that, it. Yeah. Yes. And imagining like there's this one trans woman in Paris is Burning. She talks about Paulina Portskova being her mm-hmm. idol. Yes, it was oh, and the just one like that wanted she to be a fashion up, model. Right. It was that was the sad story. That was a really bad sad story. Yeah, but the the, it's verite. They don't tell mm-hmm. like they don't tell you it's sad. They just show it. Mm-hmm. And it is sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also like this person living her dream mm-hmm. or pursuing it at least and not pr- not pursuing something else, not pursuing some false version of herself. Right. Right. Just not being, you know, just not actually able to transcend because there was nothing set up to allow her to transcend. Exactly. And to be her authentic self. Yeah. That documentary just tells us a lot about who we are and how we've set people up to struggle or mm-hmm. or not. Right. And it also shows the real ravages, the real issues that ravage certain communities and don't ravage other communities. Yeah. It's amazing. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. So that was a long tangent about pride queer culture and pride and just it's such a long trajectory and i hope that we did it justice you know i don't i don't want to feel like i'm speaking for a culture we're not queer Mm -hmm. i'm not queer i'm not but we are straight not narrow guys (laughs) yeah yes i think i have a button that says that thank you (laughs) thank you and another thing i want to say is like maybe it's offensive for us non-queer folks to be talking about or for me to be going in so hard about um, my thoughts and feelings about this culture that's not mine, Mm -hmm. that I'm a guest to today. I'm going to quite a fancy boat party this evening. Oh. I'm really looking forward to. That's very nice. Uh, I will, but I also think it's important for us to not be afraid to have certain conversations, to wage into it more than... Past the soundbite, past the tweet level of discourse. Right. And I've noticed this a lot. And maybe it's because of how we were. So, I, so I mean, I'm going to segue into Go Corinne there. and I know each other because Corinne was the first person I met at Wesleyan. Yeah. <laughs> Holler. Hello. Uh, she was my resident advisor. Yay. And the first thing she told me was, <laughs> we don't allow microwaves here, but if you cover it up with a towel, no one will notice. <laughs> Technically... So, Technically, we can't search your room. If we don't see it, we're not going to search for it. Right. So, you know, I grew up, I'm sure I grew up with people who identified as LGBT my whole life. I just was never aware of it until Wesleyan. And I think that we're so in, we're so entrenched in our allyship because of that community mm-hmm. and our friends mm-hmm. right and and unfortunately like people always think you should just care about things because humanity but you know I'm sure that I learned to care more about an issue because because I, of your personal relationship with people yes. exactly like I you know don't want my friends to get gay bash and I don't want my friends to ever you know be hurt because of their identity yeah and I think that there's like a trajectory of allyship that happens and I get annoyed when I see like the fetish of gayness and mm-hmm. gay culture and mm-hmm. like wanting to be around it because it's cool and it's hip. Yeah, I've heard a lot of backlash against all of the flags mm-hmm. that corporations have put up this yeah. month. Yeah, because where's your money going? Because is your yeah, money going? Yeah, there's to much more to say than just a flag. Right, image. and and profiting off of it. Yeah, like put out your full statement and make that available exactly, next, like as a clickable link on the flags that you're posting everywhere. Thank you. Um, and stop appropriating a culture for your profit. Yeah. So, But it's okay to make the gesture if you're really about it. Right. And I think that there's a level of, and I always like, it burns me so much like when I see it. I'm like, gay people are not props. 
yeah stop standing near them just to be cool you yeah. know like uh, yeah and i always want to challenge the anger around mm-hmm. these things because it, the anger is meaningful right the mm-hmm. heat that that builds off of you but it's not it's not the end of the conversation it's right. like let's take that further what is that about and where can it contribute to right. like push furthering this dialogue right because it happens with any cause exactly and it happens with any you know quote-unquote marginalized group right like people people like we don't trust corporations and that's why you get angry when you see a flag and no explanation right right like there's no reason to trust them no that they're that they're actually have your back not at all so that that makes sense that the knee jerk is like the fuck Mm -hmm. when you see a flag right but it just means now you have to see what else is behind right. it. Right, and the responsibility is on you to not, just not take it at face value. Yeah. And my thing is that everyone wants to be adjacent, right? Adjacent yes. to the culture, whatever culture it is, right? Because yeah. mar- people of mar- in marginalized communities, quote unquote, have, mo- have, have made culture what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, That's part of my like honoring and deep dive into drag culture this, this spring mm-hmm. and summer. It's just, yes, like when I when I got reintroduced to Drag Race this spring from a friend who was talking about it, and then I just went way deep off the deep end with it, <laughs> and way digging in the crates of past seasons right now, it's, it was just like, yes, obviously this is higher quality than so many other things, because that's what I've come to expect from like marginalized art, mm-hmm. like marginalized people, mm-hmm. honestly, is that like the well that they're digging from the fact that they're not working off of like like in a branded corporate mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. makes the content just so go so much further to satisfying what I'm looking for out of <laughs> entertainment it's I am just, the harshest critic <laughs> I just it's just so much more than I'm getting other places mm-hmm. and it's I'm trying to say this in a way that's not <laughs> okay but i truly believe that there is something to oppressed marginalized cultures that it, I, i'm not I, I, I can't call it but there's some connection between that and and like and making art mm-hmm. making like really advanced art well i mean because like it's part of survival yeah and and i also think that our we are I mean, the first people would be considered, quote unquote, marginalized now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the first people who created art, you know, who created language and symbols. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And everything was appropriated. Everything. So I've been watching Anthony Bourdain. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) His death really rocked me. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know the man. I don't know. I mean, we ain't friends. Me too. I've been spinning off of it, too. And I actually never watched his show. Not once. Neither. Because I also thought that he was pompous until I heard him really being an ally for um, Central American and Mexican American. Well, I, I don't even know if politically we would call them American because most of them are undocumented, you know, kitchen workers, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And and being a real ally in that and yeah. calling people to task yes. and calling people out on their shit. Yes. And call. So I've delved into parts unknown. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about it. Okay. It's, it's trending good. on Netflix. Oh, hardcore. yes. Because, pro- yeah, because I'm watching it. <laughs> yeah. It got me. Yeah. And I really think that he highlights he does he's not always explicit with it but he shows how how food is important to people and how it is political mm-hmm. and how everything is political yeah and we were talking about the art of marginalized people yeah and and basically that's what he's doing but through food yeah Okay, I feel that. Except, I mean, he also goes to Quebec, and I don't know how marginalized Quebec people from Quebec <laughs> Well, are, I, I don't know the politics, but that's a big the deal. Quebecois, but, yeah. like, he talks about that, too. And, he ta- and he, you know, I just finished, I was in the middle of the Congo episode, and, you know, he's talking about that. And he was yeah. in Tunisia, not Tunisia, Tangiers, and talking about the politics behind Tangiers, hanging out with all these old ass white biddies yeah and using food <laughs> using food this like basic exactly human mm-hmm. like medium mm-hmm. everyone's got to eat into yep understanding of people yep yeah 
Oh, rest in peace, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, rest in peace. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for all your contributions yeah. and for fighting the power. I mean, that's just that is really how I feel about culture is that it's accessible. You just may not have exposure to it. Mm-hmm. it and it's a way of understanding the deepest concepts that exist. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to have a PhD in philosophy to understand where we are today as a culture and to really like Okay, let me let me put it this way. Okay. I said to Don before we started that for me the reference podcasts for this podcast are The Read and Still Processing. Both are my favorites. Yeah, both are uh black podcasts like mm-hmm. for simplification purposes. Mm-hmm. The hosts are black. They talk and and they talk about culture, right? The Read they're like unapologetically interested in blackness mm-hmm, and i love it right shout out to both podcasts i know i want to say we like, love you guys i love both of them i have my critiques for both and not and not none of that stops my love mm-hmm. for either of those podcasts i don't have any critiques i, I love you guys <laughs> I, I just i have deep love for them and i encourage everybody to, to give them both a try yes they're very different it occurred to me as i was thinking about this um recording that what I'm trying to do here, what I would like to do is capture sort of the insight of still processing mm-hmm. and also like the visceral mm-hmm. um, emotion yes. of the read. Yep. Yeah. And I think like that's that's kind of, that feels like my lane. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also like what I'm aspiring to do. And also sort of like makes my point about how one's not better than the other. Right. They both can coexist. They co they do coexist. Mm-hmm. And part of me feels like uh, subscribes to the school of burn it all down. Yes. <laughs> and if we're if we're to move forward. Yeah. Like just question everything. Don't take any single thing for granted. Furlough the land. <laughs> yes. We'll rebuild. Let's just, you know, don't take any of your standards for granted because most of them are built in white supremacy. Oh, yeah. Right. Including WS. including our education. Yes. And including higher learning. Yes. And this idea of and like and that this idea of the academy that mm-hmm. there are academy that there are white supremacist academies mm-hmm. for everything that we think of as sort of like higher mm-hmm. civilization. Yes. Learning and the arts. Yes. Right. And this is my segue into ape shit. Boop. Okay. Oh, we're going to go there first. Thank okay, you. Okay, great. <laughs> because the video was so good because it was so subversive. But it, I love it's it. Subver- yes. It's intentionally subversive. It's and like, I it's love like, it. It's like aggressive subversive. <laughs> subversive. I'll take it. Um, because it's like, it's a juxtaposition of the Louvre mm-hmm. and cornrows. <gasps> yeah. Like, on black people, not on Kim Kardashian. Yes. Of just like black culture. Yeah. Blackness. Yeah. Black existence. Yes. Black bodies. Yes. Being in art. Yeah. In this dissociate, dissociated space. Right. Right. So this is the still processing version of what I'm talking okay. about. Like, All right. We're tapping into you guys, Jenna Wortham. Yes. <laughs> Jenna Wortham, I live for you. And Wesley. Yeah. Okay. So. I follow her on Instagram. Yeah. I just like, they give so much insight. Mm-hmm. They give so much insight and they do go it off into the obtuse, mm-hmm. but they also give deep insight, which informs everything that comes after for me. Yeah. The obtuse really tickles like the back of my brain. It, <laughs> it helps. I'm like, Ooh, but I then like wrinkle. they give insight. Mm-hmm. And then from the read, I get like the, okay. That yeah. I'm looking for. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That I need right. to, to process. I need both yes. in order to process. They are me and I am them. Yes. <laughs> so I was getting into a long-winded roundabout way of explaining that um, fuck your academy. Yeah. Right? There's many, many, many valid ways to be um, an intellectual. Mm-hmm. And so I have a uh, someone that I run with. Um, who works at a museum and she posts a lot of she is a white woman and she posts mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of stuff about like 
the Academy of the Museums. Yeah. Because that's a whole other beast. Because yeah. hello, the Brooklyn Museum hired that white lady to be the African. It's it's a it's a P it's an it's institution ridiculous. of PhDs. It is. And it is. Yeah. But I've noticed one thing that I that I've picked up on in the ape shit video is like everyone's like, Oh my god, they're in the Louvre. They're in the Louvre. It's like, yeah, they're in the loop. They're rich. Yes. They have an access that they can few, go to the Louvre. They could you have. Louvre. Right. Yes. They can ask the Louvre, hey, we want to film a video here. Yeah. And how do we do that? Obviously at night when no one's there. Yeah. And for all the people who are too stodgy and think that the that people shouldn't belong in the Louvre, the Louvre will take anyone who will pay. <laughs> Uh, is that true? Because what I was thinking about it is it's also the cachet of the brand that Beyonce and Jay-Z have yes. built. And the browning. What is it? It's tanning of America? Is it the Steve the I don't Steve know. Stout? Well, <laughs> I'm wikipedia it I right now. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's another readism. You know, like, uh, like close to being adjacent to blackness and yes. how blackness has... Yes, and it's mm-hmm. not the same for everyone because... Mm-hmm one of these reference pods it was either still processing or the read this week talked about how the kardashians asked to like have their wedding there and Mm. and were denied good because it's just not the same because they're trash because because it's a branding thing and it's the decision is not just about um paying it's about suitability for the brand I, I would imagine. Yes, I could. Oh, yes. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Also, they're trash and I don't care what right. you say. <laughs> right. So like <laughs> if the Louvre is identifying them as trash, which which sounds sense, like it, <laughs> it makes sense to us. Call a thing a thing. Then <laughs> uh, it makes sense why. Yes. One happens and, then, and the other. Doesn't. Right. And then I hope that Kanye is in his feelings about that. Yeah, there's so many things for him to be in his feelings about. I love it. <laughs> That's what you get. That's I, what you get. I feel so many things about Right. So about the book is called The folks. Tanning of America, Hip, How Hip Hop Created a Culture That Rewrote the Rules of the New Economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'd like it's to look into by that. Steve Stout. Yeah, Steve Stout, who's an in, uh, an industry person, a mm-hmm. hip-hop. American businessman. Music business mogul. Founder and CEO of The Translation, a marketing agency. Hmm. Yeah. He friends with Jay Z, I'm sure. Yeah, but um, okay, yeah, yeah. I want to say Def Jam is in his past, probably so. Yeah, or present. Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you not? Okay, now I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, at the end of the day, there's so many people saying so many things about that video. For me, it's important as a moment in the through line of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. That this is where she is now. She keeps being at a new place. Mm-hmm. And where she is now, as far as I'm concerned, is in awareness. And, and I say she, like, just totally um, neglecting the Jay-Z contribution to the thing. Well, that which video is not was ne- all Beyonce. Yeah, which is not negligible. But to me, she's the quarterback. Right. Of this video situation or yeah. of the whole? Of just where they are in the world yep, today. Yep. The fact that they're they're on a world tour. Mm-hmm. The fact that they have a new album. Mm-hmm. It's not like Jay-Z can't put out an, uh, his own album or be on a world tour, but like where this where this sits in the culture uh, to me is attributable to her. Yes. Um, c- carrying <laughs> him along. Well, yes. And I think it's because that. <laughs> Come on, Jay-Z. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, they're like, I, and it's many things. It's not just that. Like, I don't want to say sit here and say, like, I can call it because this is the other insight I had about, like, the significance of this thing is that, like, put some respect on her check. She is at a place that she has earned and no one else has. Like, no mm-hmm. one knows what it is to be at this place in your career but mm-hmm. her. Not even past legends because it's 2018 and it's her. Right. And everyone is their own story. Right. And... We love to compare for every for every objective standard. She's there Mm -hmm. as far as like work ethic, as far as amount of of accomplishments, Mm -hmm. sheer Mm -hmm. volume of accomplishments Mm -hmm. and like business acumen. Right. Just like the the, where her business sits. Right. Regardless of how you feel about her as an artist, regardless of how you feel about her as an artist, she has racked up enough accomplishments to set her apart in her own lane. Right. That she is allowed to define, and I and e- other people's need to define her should be 
considered in the lens of misogyny. Oh, yes. And racism. Right. Well, and, that's how our president got elected. And just continue. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, ne- don't not observe those things. Those, those are the things you have to question. Right. You have to put into the, like, let's not take for granted how easy it is to discredit a woman's accomplishments. Right. And that goes for women and men who do it. Internalized misogyny and racism. Yeah. And externalized. For everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, like, I, I know I said this as soon as I watched the video, because I think the whole album is Beyonce heavy. And yeah. I think that, um, I think, and I think Still Processing had said something like this, you know, like, Jay-Z knows. He knows he who knows. is, who, and, and. He knows who's the headliner. Right. And that's okay. Yeah. And, it, and it's not emasculating. Yes. And, and it's, it's <laughs> and that's another gift to the culture, is right. them representing this. Exactly. This strong, shared partnership where she can actually take the lead and right. not, and, and and not just be the upgrade to him. Right, exactly. Because we are bombarded with bullshit about people punching people's teeth out <laughs> and men getting mad at a woman for sleeping with someone else and yeah. rappers fighting and this bullshit. And what they're trying to do is transcend the bullshit. And they are. They're showing you a new model, a current, present, modern model. Mm-hmm. Of thriving with their Easter pink and blue suits. Oh and my that god! Video, those I can't. Suits. I wanted to call them auntie and uncle. <laughs> those damn Easter suits <laughs> that cost more than my life. Yeah, that no one will ever see on a rack anywhere. But they were funny because they're like pink and and blue. They were gorgeous. But I think that um, I think that's the thing. Like so, so watching the video, I'm sitting here like. This is Beyonce's video. Like, Beyonce does the videos. Mm-hmm. She can sing. I know that she can sing. I've never doubted her talent. Yeah. I never doubt Jay-Z's talent. He is, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. We know yeah. We know what that means. Yeah. But when it comes to videos and putting out a, an, a visual product. Yeah, the image of the brand. Beyonce wins. Yeah, I mean, she's just beyond experienced in that right successful with successful experience and exactly and telling a story and being subversive and doing the imagery i'm not sure about telling a story and be like i'm not gonna no we're not gonna avow the whole thing let me just say okay lemonade turned the corner for me yeah Mm -hmm. i have evolved (laughs) in my appreciation for beyonce i have gone far yeah from where i i came yeah from where i started you know she's game. been part of the culture for 20 years now mm-hmm. Damn. always performing at a high level right and always making hits like right like she's just like the just the sheer number of hits mm-hmm. that will always end up on the radio mm-hmm. since she was 16 years old right so there's that right so that's the part that like i, I I've always had to acknowledge, but I've always, I've long had that feeling of hers, like an artist that doesn't share herself. Right. She does not. Right. So if I've always been hesitant to call her an artist and I have traveled a distance in terms of giving her credit for Mm -hmm. her contribution for Mm -hmm. for the work that she's done, because like, I just haven't like viscerally connected to her as an artist. I've always compared her to Rihanna in that way. As long as Rihanna has been around because Rihanna does share herself and like Mm -hmm. shows herself in this vulnerable way that feels like we never get from Beyonce right and it's just not her brand she's not vulnerable in this way Mm -hmm. but she has evolved in just the the like the content Mm -hmm. and Lemonade Lemonade was like to me is the culmination of her evolution I could watch that over and over again it was the album of the year Mm -hmm. it was something like that is like a before and after for our culture Mm -hmm. for a black American <laughs> culture today. Pre, pre-lemonade, post-lemonade. <laughs> it's just highly influential. It's a classic that will stand the test of time. Mm-hmm. It's, I'm not going to just stand for lemonade, but because there's enough stands, but right. I'm just, I, I, ca- I count myself among them now. Right. At that album and that level of work, that f- the feat of strength that mm-hmm. lemonade represents mm-hmm. to the culture. Mm-hmm. And where she's gone since then, it's not like she's retreated from that place. Right. She's only growing and continuing to right. whatever. Essentially means put some respect on her check. Put some respect on her check. Period. Pay her in equity. Period. You can <laughs> feel however you want to about it. She has laid the groundwork for you to have whatever feelings and hate or love that you want. And I think the whole album is saying that. The whole album is like, here we are. Deal with it. Yeah. Deal with it. And we made, we made all this money. 
this is who we are. We've worked really hard. Yeah. And what she's also grown into as an adult woman is clear about who she is mm-hmm. and her culture. Mm-hmm. And she's, ca- I saw it as she's carrying us on her back through the Louvre. Mm-hmm. She's carrying this culture on her back through the Louvre into spaces it has never been because she's never been right. and no one ever has been. Right. Right. The and visuals. Now man. we and now we all have to reckon with it and see ourselves here. Mm-hmm. And everything after it's another before and after. Right. Like she continues to be at the forefront, and it's actually a new place space for her to be. To me, is at the forefront of culture. She's always been a hugely successful. But to be at the forefront of culture, to be sort of like maturing mm-hmm. as an artist mm-hmm. is new and interesting to me. Okay. I just like the visuals of that whole video. Yeah, it's power. Just, I mean, it's so dramatic. It is very dramatic. Like, I mean, there's modern dancing it's in so front of the coronation of Prince, of Queen Josephine. It's something you can't <laughs> do on your first record. If somebody <laughs> comes out with that shit on their first record, you're la- you you might la- you may possibly laugh them off the stage. Yeah, trying to f- trying to be so hard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that you could get into the Louvre on your first record, but no, you can't. Although it's just like that brand of being so like no, no sense of humor almost mm-hmm. is something that you could could go really wrong too. Right, right. It could be seen as negative. Okay. Oh, corny. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> but it's not because of, you know, the groundwork that she's that they've laid for their brand thus far. Exactly. And it's a good, I think, um, I feel like it was, was it the read? It was like a good denouement, right? Like, like this album is a good denouement to like you had Lemonade, and then you had 444, so you had a, uh, this is a, what all the fucked up shit that he did, and these are all the feelings yes. that I'm going through. Our and personal statements right. on the matter. Exactly. And then this is, you know, he did his whole, I fucked up, can't believe I fucked up, why did I fuck up? And now we're moving and on. And why, why are all y'all dudes being ridiculous? Like, yeah. And I'm growing as a person, maybe you can learn something from me, I'm going to share so, so that maybe you can. Exactly. I'm trying to drop knowledge, uh, a world of I'm knowledge for 999. I'm trying to be a new place for my culture exactly and then together my toxic masculinity culture yeah for real yeah i'm trying to shift this right it's so bad it's so toxic yes but it's to me that's very hopeful i mean i have long been a critic of Mm jay-z for being an immature Mm -hmm. celebrity god he's for not taking his responsibilities seriously right which so many is is, which so it's true of so many people Mm mm-hmm but he now, as a 50-year-old... Is he almost 50? <laughs> pretty much. Oh. He might as well be. Are we rounding up? I think he's got to be 50. I'm going to wiki it, guys. Please do. Because <laughs> he's at least that much older than me. Right. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, it, it's fine to round. Okay. All right? And part of me wants to hate on it taking him 50 years to grow up. I know. But... He's 48. He's 48. He's 10 years older than me. It's taken him so long to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to say he's all the way grown up. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll hold that thought. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's so important for to model growth. Yes. That I'm I, I'm going to I'm going to support it. I just don't I just don't know. And I'm, I'm thankful for him to kind of want to share that. Yeah. And model that so that it doesn't take other people 48 years. Yeah. But I'm afraid it's going to take people 48 years. <laughs> At least. At least. <laughs> I At mean. Because what year of civilization are we on? Who knows? I don't even know. What year of civilization? <laughs> How do we measure that? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> it takes longer than 48 years. Yeah. There are so many dudes. Any minute now. Male identified rappers we're gonna go along in that vein who just are just a mess like yeah just we a still mess. have so far to go in terms of being accountable for our nonsense yes it's like for what i appreciate about jay-z and beyonce is like who said it was it was it jeezy wheezy who is it <laughs> <laughs> wheezy f baby who is 38 that eight years wayne thank you um, does he the one that said real G's move in silence like lasagna? Yes, he damn sure did. There you go. And everyone needs to do that <laughs> because people are reckless out in these streets. 
And like we all Everybody see it. Everybody needs to move in silence. Yes. Jay-Z and Beyonce move in silence all the time until some album drop. Yeah. Well, what are you talking about? I'm not sure. Like what's the. I'm talking about like manager shit. Mm. Be, you know, don't, don't, don't be reckless and let your shit be out in these streets. Reckless with what? With your life, right? Like with your oh, behavior. That's immaturity. Toward, oh, it's so ridiculous. That's immaturity. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like I'm talking to you, Fab. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to so many. Yo. So many. So many. Yo. So many. That's a whole other topic of like how do we address the You need to invite me back for that episode <laughs> because I mean like and that's like we're not guys, so maybe there's a, a male voice that will have some insight sure, into Sure, and we can talk to him about it. I wanna be there for that. Because honestly, I was thinking recently in light of Nicki Minaj's new single, which I don't, I can't name, but it's the single where she talks about like your pussy's worth more money than you're, uh, than you're taking in for it. Yo, basically. can I just talk about the hypocrisy that is Nicki Minaj? <laughs> anyway, I, I thought about her and I, and I thought to myself, is this toxic femininity? No, no, it's just, she's being ridiculous. <laughs> I thought, and I, and I, I acknowledge the false equivalency, right? Mm -hmm. Because in a world and a world history mm -hmm. of misogyny, where misogyny equals female murder, right? She, okay, the you, stakes are murder. Mm -hmm. There's no such thing as toxic femininity. Nope. But I raised the concept in my own brain, like I was connecting the dots between her not being responsible, like. That new single, and I wish I could think of the name of it. Hold the on. new single that talks about hoeing, right? For right. more money. After after like, going on L and talking about how women should know their worth and shouldn't yes, hoe. Yes, yes. I'm talking to you, Nicki Minaj. Deep hypocrisy, right? <sighs> but also a thing that men in the culture have always done. So mm -hmm. it, so it may, is there a virtue in her doing it of owning, claiming, reclaiming this space? Like, fuck you if you don't have any money. Right? She can do that, except she can't do that and then shame people who do that for a living That's or true. in their real lives. That's true. You can't make money off of that image or That's that that uh, schema yeah. and then shame people for it when you're selling it. Like, you can't. Yeah, it's not nuanced. It's immature. <clears throat> And that's what I'm talking about is like, is how responsible is she to be m more mature? Right. When she's like steeped in a culture of immaturity. Well, because she posits herself as being more mature. Hmm, does she? Or being snobby. You know, like there's an yeah. aspect of her, like, I don't know. She confuses me. It's the, well, that's the whole thing. They all do. Like she has this huge scrutiny on her because she's a woman mm -hmm. and she's, Rich a sex. Huge, rich sex, yes. Thank with, you. With Thank Weezy. you. Rich sex is the single. With Lil Wayne. Yes. <laughs> Lil Wayne, the most mature of the all. Mo of all. Of them all. Of all. Yeah. It's like, you know, she's got way more scrutiny on her because of her success. Mm -hmm. And she deserves more respect than she gets for her accomplishments. Yes. I feel. Yes. Uh, because she's such a motherfucking bad bitch as a, as a female MC. Barbie Tings, I haven't listened to, to me, it. is the kind of hardcore, go fuck yourself, female empowerment rap that I'm here for. Good to know, because I put her on timeout along with Kanye. I can't not respect that, like mm -hmm. her ability to, to do a song like that and mm -hmm. to just like really just be a fucking hardcore MC and continue to be a hardcore, high performing female MC. Mm -hmm. it, like her, that struggle is so big. Right. And I can't not give her respect for that. But I don't understand why she had to talk about all of this stuff in Elle magazine. Like, I wonder, because I think about, I think about um, colorism yeah. a lot and, and the advent of Cardi B. Yeah. And I think that this all connects to like an Azealia Banks interview that I saw on The Breakfast Club too, which was, y'all a messy breakfast club. <laughs> um, Let's put a pit in that. <laughs> Azealia Banks is... A universe unto herself. Yeah, but like there's this colorism thing in the community of women of color, mm -hmm. right? Is a real thing. Yeah, well, this is what this was the linking of toxic femininity in my head. And I don't want to uh -huh. keep saying that because I, it is a false equivalency. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I find it to be toxic the way that Nicki Minaj does not take seriously her influence right. on, on body dysmorphia and oh. profiting off of 
off of the falseness of what of what right. being a woman is, as do the Kardashians. Right. And okay. I find all of that to be so toxic and so irresponsible mm-hmm. and so irresponsibly influential mm-hmm. that I want to hold it to account. All of you are problematic. Yeah. That's what we're that's what we're delineating. I right want to hold it to account while also acknowledging it exists underneath a a, a massive oppression. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So and I think that like I wonder you know, I like I like Cardi B. She's crazy. Uh, she reminds yes. me of every girl that I know. <laughs> yeah, and she's also skating by on skating by like scrutiny of her immaturity. Exactly because people because she's so relatable. Yes, in terms of like just being honest about coming from nothing. Right, and people want to see her win. Right, and I think that that puts other women rappers who have been out in this in mm-hmm. these streets mm-hmm. in their feelings a little bit mm-hmm. and i think that it put azealia banks in her feelings from what that doesn't breath. what doesn't what? put azealia banks in her feelings <sighs> the sky being blue i don't know but um <laughs> and i think it also put nikki in her feelings because i think that did. interview with l was a little jab jab i saw a youtube video of some bananas ass radio interview that nikki minaj did where she cried over feeling disrespected by Cardi B. And I thought, what is this? Why is this are you an crying? Act or not? If this is an act, what is the strategy? And if it's not, what the fuck? Right, because then on the flip side, it's like, but but Nikki, would you let a dude disrespect you? No, yes, you would. You'd come back at him. You wouldn't cry over it. Yeah, it was it was some like real, like out of touch right. moment and of I like think where are your real ones, Nikki? Because you're lost right you're now. You're a hot mess. And I think that I think that her, that that Cardi's... Which is the critique I heard of the L interview as well. Yeah. Is that it was like her being lost out on the streets. Out on these streets, like you don't know where you come from. And I think yeah. that separates Cardi B from everybody else. Is that Cardi B knows where she comes from. She knows where she don't want to go back to. Yeah. And she knows that she's going to work so that she doesn't have to go back there. But to bring it back to... Mm-hmm. That makes me think of the deep insight I got from the last still processing I listened to before mm-hmm. the ape shit review mm-hmm. was them talking about was this episode where they were talking about Kanye West and where he's at right now. And at the end of the episode, Wesley cries. He does. He gets choked thinking up. Thinking about the racism mm-hmm. and the lost nature of Con- like of where Kanye is right now and that he's, lost in lost in his own version of the sunken place yeah because the level of racism you have at his level of success in isolation from from black people because Mm -hmm. of the nature of white supremacy and success right is something that nobody knows like not even not even wesley and, and jenna know and as they're steeped in their own like white cultural domination of the new york times exactly it's it's something that only like Michael Jackson knew, <laughs> like right. oh, very few people know. Right, 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 right. And it's probably some like that to me was deep is to think about like, oh, right. When you get to that level of like making white people rich mm-hmm. while you're also like making them rich, not just like giving them some change, but, no, but making, making them rich, them rich. Mm-hmm. and you become a branded entity in this white dominated culture. Mm hmm. That what you're facing, the reality of what you're facing is something that nobody can actually help you with because nobody's there but you. Right. Right. So you can't even. So form the an level awareness. of being lost in that space it's is like something double. that like we should acknowledge is is part of it. It's part of why why we can't relate to like what, it's part of why we're like what the fuck is she doing mm-hmm. with Elle magazine mm-hmm. is because she, there's no way she's not grasping in the wild. Right. For, for real shit. Right. Right. And and finding none. Right. Because who are the like when I think about Kanye, who are the people that he who are the brown people that he's surrounded by? Right. Who this happens? This is not something that we're unfamiliar with. Travis happening. Scott. Like this. This matrix destroys people. Yeah. And we've seen it happen countless times. He Travis Scott. 
And who's the other one? Who's the other one that knocked up the other one? Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson. That's not. No. Like those are the those are the brown men in the in the life of the Kardashians. No. And I would also like to shout out Victor Abloh of Louis Vuitton. Ooh. Because Mm -hmm. this. They are friends. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because we just saw them hug and cry and embrace at Mm -hmm. the end of Victor Abloh's debut for Louis Vuitton. Right. Which to me was also an incredibly special moment for the culture. It was. Please check out. The Louis Vuitton Instagram stories for oh, the full show yes. where you can see the Is two men. Is it still on? I don't know if it's still there, but okay. I just recently I watched think it. Diddy posted it. Diddy reposted it on his Instagram. You can see the two men embrace at the end of the show. Victor Abloh be- starts weeping before mm-hmm. he even sees Kanye because mm-hmm. of the moment that he's in mm-hmm. and the history of it. And then he sees Kanye, who is probably the only person who, like, the closest person to relating to what he's experiencing right. in that space. Right. And he embraces him right. for a moment of connection right. in this epic moment in his career. And it's beautiful. It and is. It, and it is a kind of thing that seems like only the two of them probably know what that's like. Who else knows anything about what Victor's experiencing at that right. moment then? Except then Kanye. Kanye supports Donald Trump. And I can't <laughs> even fuck with that. Like, that's the thing. Except, it's like, we're except. like, hi, living, going up the highness. And then but crash. people have color. <laughs> Do I contradict myself? Very well, then I contradict myself. I am large. I contain multitudes. <laughs> we are dragons. <laughs> what are they we are dragon energy. I can't. No. And we are large. Stop it. We contain <laughs> multitudes. It is awful. And like, come on, Kanye, you wearing a Make America Great Again hat. But Victor Abloh has a Immigrants Make America Great or something like that. I don't know. That Like there was red caps, but it said Immigrants Make America Great. Hmm. And I was like, I can't understand. Like, I can understand that people can be, you know, whole, like, you have to take the good and the bad, right? Mm-hmm. I have, you know, my ratchet moments and I have my intellectual moments. What we were talking about before. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, but I don't, I cannot fathom the dichotomy of being for your people and supporting Donald Trump. I, I don't, cannot. I, I, I don't think it's a black and white binary. I think that what he's saying is nuanced and he doesn't have the nuanced language to s- actually say what he's saying. I don't like it. I, th- I, and not to excuse the inexcusable because Donald Trump is in inexcusable, excusable trash, trash. The stakes could not be higher for the trash that he is and is perpetuating. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to the, we're, that's going to, that's a good segue to our next topic, <laughs> but wait, let's go into how Donald Trump is trash. I don't want to excuse the inexcusable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing less excusable than the current state of the union. Mm-hmm. I understand the impulse to push love. Mm. The Cardis album is called Everything is Love. This is another thing that I wanted to say about where they are. Like they are contrasting themselves mm-hmm. from Kanye. Like yeah. I feel like a lot of what they're saying is to contrast themselves with him. Oh, a lot of the lyrics are yes, like to straight um, up make a statement of of I ain't going to divergence. your wedding, motherfucker, when my wife is mad at me. Yeah, <laughs> that to me, like my take on that is that that's a little bit of an old school Jay Z immaturity. Like, oh yeah, he's he he was in his feelings and he's allowed to make whatever choice he wants for his own life. Mm-hmm. But he was straight up saying, "You're not that important to me." Yep, and that's the part you have to own. Ty Ty getting my kids when I die. He's straight up saying, <laughs> "You're not that important to me." Mm-hmm. That's not something someone should just understand. He's been saying that since four four four. But that's reasonably hurtful. Yeah, that's not unre. Yeah. It's not unreasonable f- to be hurt by that. No, it is not. It is not. And, and that's the truth that you have to own is that truthfully, you're not that important to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, everything is love. But it is hard. I cannot excuse the inexcusable and I cannot excuse the supporters of this administration. And like, yeah, I c- he was being provocative and that's trash to just like be provocative when the stakes are this high. Exactly. And not, actually, not actually continue to follow through on on making yourself understood. Right. Because the stakes are too high. You can't just say sound bites anymore and then no. have people be like, yes, like, no, that's not how it works. Yeah. But the idea that we don't just throw people away, that's to me is something that's a new way of thinking about it. Like we can't, mm-hmm. you, people have color. <laughs> people are more than one thing. Yes, they are. And they have texture. The they oldest, have yes. And the oldest instructions in the rotten recipe is 
to judge and dismiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the impulse that we have to con- have to check. I can't check that impulse when it comes <laughs> to this administration. If we are all equal, then we can't say you can do that one way and not another. I can't do it. Like the, <laughs> like the answer lies in going past the judgment. The right. judgment exists, but it's not the end of the story. I'm ready to impeach him. Can we oh, impeach for sure. him? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's a criminal. He is a criminal. He's committing crimes. He wants to be a despot. His way of being in the world is to commit crimes. Yes. So did I ever tell you that when I when there was the Women's March uh, two years ago, right? When he was the inauguration, 2017. So January 2017. Mm-hmm. I was interviewed by Democracy Now! Because I was out all day. Hello. And I was interviewed by Democracy Now! And I don't even know where that interview was. But I just know that I have, was having a difficult time looking at the camera. Because mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was like, can I curse on this? <laughs> it was a mess. I was in my feelings. And I said, and I stand by this. New York City has always known that Donald Trump was a big old fucking crook, Mm -hmm. a con man, Mm -hmm. even. I'm so mad that the rest of the country is just going to slowly figure it out. Just so dumb that they don't like we've been known. We've known that he supported racist policies. He Mm -hmm. tried to send five black children, black and innocent, innocent to jail for the rest. Took out a full page paper to New York Times. New York Times, you need to start owning up to that shit, too. He's very, very comfortable with lies. Exactly. And it's like he uses lies as his his strategy is lies, which is why I feel like I'm in the upside down because I'm sitting here like I knew this and no one else is realizing it like like not no one else like all the people in my circles yes but like the rest of the country it's that he's perpetrated a fraud and exposed the potential for frauds to be perpetrated at the highest level like that is the unmasking that i that is the only thing to me that's worth it is Mm -hmm. the unmasking of Mm -hmm. how ubiquitous the fraud is yes the culture is a fraud and that and he stands atop of a culture of fraud Mm mm-hmm and in that way, he is in his rightful place. Oh, my God. Because we need to face our fraud and mm-hmm. move beyond that mm-hmm. as, a way, as, a, as a way of operating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as an operational philosophy. Right. Like, this is, to me, the, and, and it's, this is also indefensible, the idea that one was not, no better than the other between him and Hillary. Oh, we're, That no. is clearly an untenable argument at this point, right? No. Mm-hmm. But the basis to me of that argument is that Hillary would have continued to perpetuate the fraud without anybody having to face it? Like mm. we would have just con- we, we would have just continued our culture of of slapping like a smile over atrocities. Right, right. And now it's like atrocity after atrocity, getting worse. It's awful. Being worse than they've ever been, but also unmasked. Yes. Right. We can we can kind of deal with it more now that it's unmasked. Yeah, it's like the thing that I find myself continually facing is how many ways I was pretending. Right. Just way after way, just mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote truth after truth. Mm-hmm. I was telling myself about my baseline of reality mm-hmm. in this culture was all like our culture is a marketing branded pretend culture. It is. It is the matrix. And in that way, it created a perfect pathway for a con man to ascend to the throne. Yeah. Yeah. And that is the reckoning is why do we have a culture that allows a con man to prevail? Mm -hmm. That's everybody's fault. Right. Right. And, 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 (sighs) and, and we stay stuck in it by not questioning our old ways of operating. Right. Anything that you're doing, that's the way you've always done it. Check that. Right. Because that's part of how we got here. Right. No, I get it. Including ju- including judge judgment and dismissal. Condemnation. Including condemnation. Right. The idea that some condemnation is right- righteous while others is wrong, to me, is a fallacy. Right. And there's always, a, it's not just one person that is the, the bad person, you know? Like, well, he is awful, but he is the head of an awful institution. Yes. Of fuckery. Yes. Like, you cut off this head and another one will grow in its place. All you Republicans need to go. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. 
like fight I, me. I mean, do you think this thing is coming to a head that something is going to change? I don't know, but it's like, how can you as a party, you know, and I've been saying this since I was like 19 years old at Wesleyan, mm-hmm. you know, because I, I, that I've never met a smart Republican and that fact stays true. And I know people who are like, well, I'm fiscally conservative because I want to save my money, but I'm socially progressive, except that goes against being fiscally conservative. I'm a so, contradiction. So miss me with that. Yeah. But I've never met. An, uh, I'm an a, unexamined life. I am an amoeba. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I just miss me with it, you know, because like anyone who has like like the Republican Party is showing their ass so hard right now. Mm-hmm. Y'all are old, mm-hmm. white, mm-hmm. and have no concept of reality. The wrong side of history. You are the opposite of his of the right side. <laughs> yes. And I don't care if your party freed the slaves because that was back in eighteen sixty something. That was some other party. That was not you. That may have been your ancestors, but you have profited from whiteness and that and and lifelong seats in the Senate or some shit mm-hmm. like your legacy. Your, yeah, you're friggin' career politicians, but you don't do anything with your career. Like you yeah, don't because that's the status quo is white men in suits in charge over it. Get some color up in there. That's another thing we take for granted is that a white man in a suit is credible. Right. Which we all know. That's another thing you have to question. There was a Snoopy meme. I'm not a Snoopy meme. Sorry. Scooby-Doo meme that I saw. And it was like, Scooby-Doo taught us that all these crimes were were perpetuated by rich white men. (laughs) Every time they unmask the criminal in Scooby-Doo is a rich white guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. The villain. (laughs) Yes. The secret villain. Stick with (laughs) Scooby-Doo. Scooby-Doo teaches us. Yes. And weed isn't that bad. If we just all learned our Scooby-Doo. Hello. When we were supposed to. <laughs> Thank you, Dawn, for this conversation. This was fun. I'm so grateful for it. I hope it I hope it comes out okay in post-production. I hope it saves the world. Uh, I hope that too. Yeah. Till next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.